Hello, this is Ken, your podcast preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is The One-Two Punch. So let's start off by saying that it's not the whole story to just preach the gospel in order to win converts, you know, to win souls, to rescue those who have deliberately set their sights on hell but through the blood and sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, can be delivered, or to turn a sinner from the error of his way. Even this effort of preaching the gospel cannot happen unless the Christian baby grows up. No, contrary to common belief and practice, it is an out-of-balance type of thinking to just focus on filling the church with babies without paying any, or very nearly, no attention to making disciples that remain through thick and thin, and equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Joel chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, does not exist unless we 360 degree our ministry with God working together as a church, that is preparing for his return, as his bride. The church should be full of parents, young peeps, and babies, all growing and going, turning this world upside down as they did days past. So as I completed this paragraph, I got distracted with something that stood out. Without much effort, I was able to find and apply 13 scriptures that I believe this paragraph, and for that matter this message, can be centered around. So let's go back and read some of them scriptures mentioned in that one paragraph before we get started on this message. Oh wait, you want to know the list, right? So here's the scriptures that popped up into my mind. Mark 16, 15 through 18, Proverbs 1130, 1 Corinthians 118, James 5, 19, 20, 1 Corinthians 3, 1, 2, John 15, 16, Matthew 28, 18, 20, Ephesians 4, 11, 16, Joel chapter 2, 1 through 11, Acts 5, 12. Revelation 19.7 1 John 2.12.14 Acts 17.6 Okay, so no worries, as they will be those that are specifically related to this message. They meaning the scriptures that I will read. The rest I leave up to you to look up or listen up. Either way, as long as it gets in you. Think also about what you just learned in terms of preaching the gospel to a potential Nubian or just talking to someone about God who may already know God. You see how rich his word is and how it can wrap itself around your very words. The entire message is built off this one paragraph. This is indeed what happens when you get his word in you. Let's look for the one-two punch words or meanings of the words, which is win him or grow him, win and grow, preach and teach. (laughs) Let's go hiking. Mark 16, 15, 18. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. What is important to understand is that once you enter into the belief and bath realm, the things listed in verse 17 don't usually just happen. 
Yes, there are some supernatural things that can happen in your youth. It is both my experience and now in my maturity that I see that God can really use a new believer who is fired up with his presence, with some spiritual activities, but not beyond what he or she can handle. This is why the teaching is so important. Knowing him is way more important than doing for him. Neglect neither, but prioritize the knowing. Matthew 28, 18:20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So think about this Mark and Matthew, who were probably at the same meeting when Jesus left his final instructions. How did Mark come away with preach the gospel to every creature, and Matthew come away with make disciples of every nation. Is it not possible that these two things are one and the same? In other words, and posed in yet another question, did Jesus expect that we would win souls and stay with them long enough to equip them for the work of ministry, or pass them to those who are called to teach? I have heard some say that because it was Jesus' final message, it was his most important. But if this were true, then why would we need the Bible? Why didn't he just leave us a flyer or have that one specific scripture printed on a mouse pad for everyone to read? <laughs> I know, I know, pick me. My thought is that he expected that we would win souls and equip them for the work of ministry, that we would see them through maturity and set them running on fire. It's just like raising a family, assuming you do it properly. But so yes, preach the gospel, make disciples, one-two punch. And to be clear, we define disciples not as students in a classroom, but as students who apply what they get from the teacher as they are launched into ministry. And don't think the world has it figured out in terms of the best way to handle education, which is to lock the student up for a couple of years, then release them to apply all that knowledge that they have so dutiful locked away in their heads. Nope. My thought is to teach some, then release some. Teach and release. Rinse and repeat. At the end of two years, there will be no more shell shock as to what they will see. They will have some traction to stay in it for a minute. You can level them up as they grow. This is the purpose of the church and teaching ministry. John 15:16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. So what is the fruit he is talking about? And, if it is what I think it is, how do we take care that they remain in the fold? You know, the flock, the herd, the church, the bride, in him. Ha, this is a bonus section, whereby we chat about your discipleship effectiveness. Now this doesn't mean that everyone who comes your way will stay. We have soil types at play, demonic spies who have no intention of becoming Christians, those who, like the five virgin who were ill-prepared for the big no, they received when they were ready for his return. Oh yes, there are other reasons your peeps may split the group. Go ahead and teach that they will have to drink Jesus' blood and eat his flesh. Jesus lost a whole pile of students that misunderstood his statement and began to believe he was Count Jesus and followed him no more. Let's read and see if you feel the same way. John 6, 
I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. You know, I had to read this as I wanted you to know the commitment it will take for you to remain and abide in him. Christianity is no joke. Oh, the glory and joy inexpressible. But this comes from abiding and maturing in Christ. You now see, if you hadn't already, the value of the one-two punch. Preach and teach. You don't have to do both, but your system of witnessing should lead a new convert to experience both. No one would have a baby and just leave it to die unattended. When you are authentically born again, you are a baby all over again. Get taught so that you may grow in your new walk with the Lord. The next scripture is the prize package for the church. Yes, to whom much is given, much will be required. And yes, many people who are pastors are pastors because any and all reckless things other than the function and flow in their calling. Pastors are fathers of the house. If you can't father, then you shouldn't be pastoring. But this is about teaching, so let's teach on. Ephesians 4, 11, 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. The nearer you get to God, the clearer his voice and leading will be, which is important as you try to discover your calling and purpose, alongside of the many others who are doing the same thing. God does have a reverse gear, and he's not afraid to use it. Others who are authentically born again will or may confirm your calling. Sometimes it just helps to get out there and learn and burn, meaning try what's in your heart to want to do and do that. Don't neglect church, small group, and reading the Bible, as these things will help to steer you in the right direction. Be patient with your leaders if they miss it. For example, I had a pastor tell me that evangelism was my calling, no doubt. I can't blame him as I was doing what they did, but just not on the grand scale that they were doing it. They filled coliseums. I was lucky if I filled my VW. For me, this was a hint that maybe, just maybe, I wasn't called to that level. So then I shared with a strong believer that I worked with and who knew me and knew my heart for the Lord. She said, you were a pastor, no doubt. So now I was acting like a pastor at work, helping people who would come my way and either looked like they needed a friend or just an ear. So in both of these cases, they simply confirmed that I was moving down a path. 
In time, I learned I wouldn't be stopping at the evangelist or pastor elevator. Wow, Ken, I have read about so many who knew their calling from their high chair. They seemed to know their calling and purpose right away. I mean, Reinhard Bonnke knew at 12 years of age, and possibly even what country he would be launched in, which we know was Africa. Eventually, he went to India because he was running out of people to save in Africa. I don't know, I heard this on CNN. <laughs> but now we cannot compare ourselves to other Christians because only God knows. Their level of victory in suffering, in trials, and in persecutions which has allowed him to advance that person more than perhaps someone like me. Dross is an inhibitor to gold being purified. The flesh is an inhibitor to your spirit growing and maturing. As Peter tells us better than I just did right then, let's look in on his rendition, 1 Peter 1, 6, 9. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So I started my own ministry at 59 years of age, as guided by the Holy Spirit and God. However, I have been teaching throughout most of my born-again experience. It was there the whole time, just being developed for this time. Not a straight path, but on the path nonetheless. And good for you, because if I began 25 years ago, I may have been worn out by now. <laughs> so one more thing, just so you remain hopeful and continue to be the awesome treasure hunters that you are, the treasure being him and his purpose, Matthew 13, 44-46, not everyone is called to be in the fivefold ministry. I mean, who would fill all the other positions needed to grow a child in God? Now trust me, if you are not called to operate in an office within the fivefold ministry, do not try to enter in on your own. You need his seal, his anointing, his oil to do the work slickly. Ah, he knew I was going to go there at least once in this message. There are so many other things he has available for his people to function in. If you feel compelled to pray for big things, it may be a position of intercessor is in your future. If you enjoy serving others, and perhaps leadership and or kitchen duty is your calling. He leaves not one of his kids out of his plan as we work through the battle on earth. There are some great spiritual gift books and tests you can take to get you started. Unless you are of the likes of Reinhard Bonnke, and are born with a set of God plans tucked under your arms upon birth. Remember, confirmation helps sometimes. It is up to us to know, grow, and go. If you are like me, sooner or later you will trip upon it. And once you do, do the work necessary to move forward. Well, that's it for today. Don't forget to check out the other scriptures I included as a reference. They will expand the meaning and revelation of this message, no doubt. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks to see you next time in deep waters.